All right, guys, welcome back to the Part-Time Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Gross. Glad to have you again on another episode. And man, can I tell you that turkey season is in full swing here in Georgia, finally. So we're finally kind of catching up to the southern states, you know, Mississippi and Alabama. Definitely had their run at it first. And and we're finally getting around to some uh, boots-on-the-ground stories and from local guys and some of my good friends and finally having them up on the podcast. You know, life's busy and and that's exactly why that this podcast exists, guys. The Part-Time Hunter resonates with a lot of guys out there that work 9 to 5, you know, have stuff that comes up, especially in the springtime. We just had Easter weekend. You know, praise the Lord. He is risen for all you guys out there that are believers. And, man, what a what a great time of year. Everything's blooming. Everything's greening out. And, uh, again, guys, just welcome back to the show. No BS, no fillers, no commercials, no sponsors, just a pure hunting podcast and this afternoon we've got our good buddy will morrow up on the show will how you doing this afternoon man i'm doing all right buddy how are you dude getting get rid of the monday blues i know we just came off of easter weekend and uh, i'm actually diving back into the woods after this long beer that i've got some history with tomorrow morning told the boss Heck that yeah. uh hey i need a you know about an hour and a half leeway after start time tomorrow and and he doesn't know for what but if he watches IG or the YouTube videos, uh, he'll probably figure it out. But, but yeah, man, we're uh, just catching up with, like I said, mentioned earlier, the Boots on the Ground series, just guys that have had success or some stories. And and uh, before we dive into all that, tell everybody who you are, where you're from, and where they can find you on some social media. Check you out. Yeah. Um, my name is is Will Morrow. Uh, my Instagram is John Will Morrow Jr. I spell it, I spell it uh, the right way, J-O-N. <laughs> And, uh, and yeah, here from Dalton, Georgia and, uh, Daniel, we've had, we've had some history, hadn't hunted a ton together, but we've known each other for a long time and I'm glad to be, I'm glad to be here. This is going to be your least popular episode with no. if you're having me on it. <laughs> no, absolutely not, dude. People love this kind of stuff. And yeah, guys, if you um, want to go check out Will's page, he's got some good content. We, uh, we definitely dove into the Turkey Woods a couple of times and, and uh, a couple years ago, we got behind a, a really cool turkey hunt, which you can go check out on Mojo Buck Productions. Check out the YouTube channel. We got a full video rundown where you guys will see Will add a tally mark to that famous turkey gun that he hunts with. So, and uh, Will loves turkey hunting so much. Will, give him a little background on uh, the newest addition to your to your family and kind of where that name came from. Oh goodness! Um, so, my wife came and sat down with us sat down with me one day on the couch and was going through some names and I'd always had this name in my head, but I thought she would have thought I was nuts <laughs> if uh, I would ever suggest it. And she said, well, what do you think of the name Fox? And I told her everything and uh, well, and that was it. So we made a decision and now we have uh, how many ever months that was ago. Here we are. And we have Mr. Benjamin Fox Morrow in our midst and uh, six weeks in and he's, he's healthy and, He's healthy and doing great. Mama's doing good, too. Dude, that's awesome, man. The Lord's good, dude. I'm telling you, all the time. He is so good all the time. That's right. <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Yeah, guys, so obviously the Fox Vest got released. Mr. Fox, what a rich, rich, wow, if I could talk this afternoon, what a rich, deep history and culture that Moss Yoke has in the industry, especially in the wild turkey and um, everybody's lives. And what, what a cool thing to pass on to your son. And obviously you were lucky enough to get one of the, the Fox Vests, and I'm sure that you know, at, when he gets when he gets of age, you can you know fill him in on the history and the reap uh, the rich uh, culture of what you and me love to do so much, man. But yeah, dude. Heck so yeah, so the coolest part about the podcast, Will, is obviously you've been listening for a little bit, and, and a few guys yep. out there that listen to it. We don't have any sponsors. We don't have any you know commercials or BS or stuff to shove people down uh, shove 
wow, if I could talk, dude, to shove commercials, you know, down people's throats. So it's just a pure hunting podcast, dude. We can get right to the meat and taters of the podcast and run me through kind of your opening day scenario. I, I know the guys heard the uh, the hunt recap and kind of what happened on, on me and dad's side of it. I know it was kind of a coming off a storm and all that, you know, kind of a crappy weather situation. But run me through yep. your opening day up until, you know, this morning and give kind of a background of what you were seeing in the turkey woods here in Georgia. Yeah, um, I'm, I did not know what my season was going to hold with the new babies, but I was lucky to be able to get out of here on opening day um, with my brother-in-law. Shout and out to Ashley. We, yep. Uh, and uh, we got on, we were hunting a piece of property and overlooked the big field. We were walking up on it. Didn't hear a bird off the limb. We didn't really get out there until about 730 because of the weather. Yeah, we walked up on a hen. She started putting, and short story, three gobblers walked up, came up from behind us in the field. My brother-in-law shot and missed. Oh, man. And uh, we, it had been his first bird. And uh, we got on a couple other goblin turkeys. Never uh, never had any luck. Um, I went out the next day, and I think I told you a little bit about this. It is not a good idea to take a, a five-week postpartum lady on a turkey hunt <laughs> fellas out there life hack don't pro tip pro tip don't do it free of charge um and then i i got out of, i got out one day last week and hunted and i had a bird got one mid-morning on the property line and I called him on the, and he never crossed, uh, never crossed the property line on the other side of a barbed wire fence Ooh. at 20 steps. Oh man. And, uh, and yeah, don't do it. Don't pull the trigger. Oh dude, that, that's a moment that really tests your metal and your, uh, your oh, morality gosh. in the turkey woods, dude. It's bad. It <laughs> that's was, a tester. It was, it was bad. And yeah, he, he, uh, he, he smelled a rat and took off out of my life. So dang, and we'll he try lives. to, we'll try to get after him again at some point, but. It wasn't that day. So that day wasn't his day. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And that's a good lesson for you young, you know, first-season turkey hunters or guys that have been doing it a long time, man. I mean, if you're, you know, on the property line, I know we all like to hug those lines and get on Onyx and figure out exactly to the the last boot step we can take before we, you know, kind of get cut off from that bird. But, man, you know, it's uh, you know, there's a lot of funny sayings out there on social media, and social media kind of – you know, plays into this, but you know, if he, if he gobbles more than three times, it's all God's country, you know, that f- funny meme and stuff that gets passed around. But dude, seriously, I mean, respect your landowners, respect your neighbors and, and, uh, and respect the birds, man. Cause I mean, yep. Will was put in a compromising situation there and, and he definitely chose, you know, to rise above that. And, and that Turkey went on about his day and Will went on about his day, but you know, like, just like what he said, he, you know, on, you know, the next time he goes, he may be roosted on the other side of the fence. So you, mm-hmm. you, you never know guys. So don't, don't force something and don't, uh, I mean, especially if you guys are going out of state, you know, treat stuff better than what you found it. And, and we always preach that here, Will, but man, that's a, that's such a cool, uh, that's a cool encounter to pass on to people that haven't experienced that just yet. Cause it's hard, man. When you're staring down the bead mm-hmm. of that long beard, that's tough. <laughs> That's tough. And and what would have happened if I did pull the trigger? I was walk. I walked about a hundred yards further up the road that was parallel in that field, and there was construction crew out there working on a on the landowner's house. So they oh. would have had a front row seat to a poaching. So dang man, that was, that was some was a good thing I didn't. Dude, yeah, absolutely. So so <laughs> so so, so, so you've been out uh, total of at this point about what two times or three times before this morning? Uh, I 
it had been two fair shakes. Let's just say that. Okay. Both, uh, yeah, two fair shakes. So today I've, I've been out piddling around, but today today was my third hunt. Oh, that, that's killer, dude. And kind of yeah. like as far as turkey activity, you know, what were you seeing like in the, you know, right off the roost or what are you hearing vocally? Like what, what kind of scenarios are you hearing play out? I have yet to hear a bird. On the, I've heard one bird on the roost out of those three mornings. Wow. Everything I've been hearing is uh, anywhere from 8 to 12. That's crazy, dude. And like, mm-hmm. and so, some guys would argue that, you know, maybe we miss the bulk of it just due to season changing and the weather. But, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I've definitely heard, you know, I'm kind of like you in the, in the couple encounters I've had. I've been a total of probably five times now so far. And definitely – yeah, I've had those mornings that it's been super quiet off the roost, but it seems like as soon as they, you know, get down or if they're, you know, with an earshot, they're they're kind of vocal, kind of responsive. I'm seeing a lot of hinned up birds right now. So yeah. So I was just curious, kind of what you're seeing on on your side. So today was the first day I've heard a lot of birds raking it on their own. Okay. So that was that was the first time I've heard a lot of a lot of birds gobbling right after they probably got done with their hens, possibly. I don't know. But my theory, yeah, but, no, that, that definitely uh, nothing, can be the case. But nothing on nothing on the limb. I heard one, and I thought I heard this bird last week. I thought I heard a bird, and if it was, I have no clue where he was. But dang, yeah, nothing too much. Everything's mid morning. I've heard so far. So, are you like when you're going in your your style of hunting right now this season? Like, have you been you know going in and trying to set up? Are you kind of being mobile or running, gunning or decoys or what? What style have you you've been you know choosing to use? so far um just depending on the property there's one property that i hunt where i can get to a spot it's pretty it's like a bowl and the turkeys like to roost on on the lip of the bowl and so i'll get on the highest point uh of that bowl and i'm listening and now hooting but i'm also prepared if a bird gobbles close and i I already know what tree i'm at where i'm what i'm going to be doing that that's killer guys i hope you heard what will just said obviously you know, being above the turkeys and being able to be mobile is definitely the move, especially early if you're not super, super sure, like if you don't have a pin dropped and you want to be, you know, because turkeys do tree hop and turkeys do different stuff like from day to day. So if you're trying to stay after these birds, stay up above them so you can move. And right now, especially it, stuff's really starting to, to foliage out where we're at. So it's really starting to get super, super green, you know, in certain parts of the area. You know, if you have a, if you're hunting a wooded lot that's not super thinned out or burned recently, it's really green, a lot of briars, a lot of thickets. So being able to use that as your advantage to move, if you had to move on a bird, is uh, like, like for instance, if Will was down in that bowl, you know, that's a really bad opportunity to get to, to bust or bump a bird if you try to get up and move. So that's a really good, uh, that's a really good tip right there. So, Let's just dive right into this morning, dude. I'm, I hadn't talked to you. I, I saw the I saw the the text message. I knew as soon as you text me, and it was like a like a movie. There were like a video text. I was like, oh man, he 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 got he dropped the hammer on one. So I was pumped for you. I couldn't play a lot of the sound because I was at work, so I didn't really get a lot of the of the video. And if you guys want to go check this video out, it's posted. I think you posted it on your story, right? Story or real? Yeah, it's just a story. Yeah, so it's on his story right now. So if you want to go see it. You know, maybe he'll post it as a reel so you guys can check it out later. But go go check the video out and you'll see what, what he texts me. But, yeah, dude, dive, you know, let's dive in from, you know, the night before game plan and kind of what unfolded. And, it you know, it happened pretty early. So I'm, I'm interested to see how this crazy encounter happened, dude. 
Yeah. Um, I looked at the I looked at the weather last week and I said Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is probably gonna be the best I thought it was gonna be the best turkey hunting of the spring yes. so far. Yes. Forty forty two in the morning, seventy in the afternoon. That's with a pressure I think I saw the pressure is like thirty point three. Pretty nice. Perfect. Yeah. So I got out there and I like I said, I did not hear a bird off the limb. Um, so I start kind of easing my way and I'm still uh, I'm still kind of gray light a little bit and I come to this clearing up on this mountainside and I'm and I see a I see something out of place that I haven't seen before and I throw my binoculars I'm like that gum it's a hog that's a big old hog I've never seen a hog that big and I see his head pop up and it's a freaking black bear are you kidding a me? giant freaking black bear and at I've, this point, how, never, how far are you on the ground? I'm, le- I've, I'm less than 100 yards. Oh. He did not. He did not see me. He did not see me. Uh. Uh-uh. Oh, screw but that. But I I backed out of there, um, and I had an idea of where I wanted to go, but I had to go past the bear, and uh, so I went back to the front half of the property and tried to get something going, and um, nothing happened. So I was like, "Well, crap. Let's go." And I just kind of inched my way right and I right past where the bear was standing and I had my head on a swivel and we were good. And that was about 830. Once I get to where I'm wanting to go, I get a bird goblin. And uh, I start, he was two or 300 yards above me in the mountain. I climb up there with him and we start working him. He's about 75 yards away from me and I see a bird pitch off the mountain. Wow. And I'm like, what on earth? has happened now it was right where the bird it was right where he was coming from i was like well crap and then i about 120 yards away about where he was coming from i see black feet and there's a second black bear oh my word different black bear what yep but luckily i just chilled there for a little bit and the bird just started gobbling again and we ended up calling him in and and uh and killing him so it was a it was a pretty wild morning. I've never, I've never encountered a bear where there was nothing between me and him, but, but air. Oh. I've seen him, I've seen him from a truck and at the zoo, I guess, but dude, never and, was just me and him. And, and like y'all, <laughs> I can't even imagine, dude. And like especially where we live, I mean, you know, kind of our general area. We'll just say the Cahutta Wilderness area is kind of famous for people to draw, you know, a bear tag, and that's kind of where mentally I think of a black bear being, but not like you know, where we live, but I mean, that, I've mm-hmm. definitely heard as, you know, stories get passed down from, you know, grandpa to dad to grandpa, you know, so on, you know, you definitely have heard of old timers saying, oh yeah, I used to see black, black bears and you're thinking, oh yeah, that's, he's so full of crap, but dude, I mean, it's, I mean, you're, I wish you had a camera in your hand, dude. What a crazy video that would have been. It would have been nuts. Oh my uh, word. Black bear wild. turkey, dude. What a freaking crazy scenario. Was, so, so, so were you by yourself running and gunning, or was somebody with you? I was by my, yeah, I was by myself. This that morning. makes it even scarier, dude. Oh, I know. I was like, we're gonna have to start packing gonna, bear spray in our turkey vest. Apparently, I was like, yeah, I'm, I've, <laughs> I've encountered many, so many snakes this year with my wife, and uh, and now bear. So she's like, she's probably gonna be like, it's too dangerous for you. Oh yeah, dude. Oh my, I can't even imagine. You gotta go though. You yeah. gotta go. I heard a story this year about a guy hunting out west and a moose stuck his uh nostril over a shotgun barrel. What? Oh cow moose. Yeah. That's that's some dangerous stuff. I ain't I won't mess with 
that by myself. No, out west, dude, especially but. in the springtime, they're having calves and stuff, and dude, they're getting super territorial. I mean, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. even a female moose, dude, they they still weigh like you know six seven hundred pounds, and they got legs that'll stomp you, stomp a mud hole in you, dude. Like screw that. I'm not a I'm not a huge fact check guy, but I have heard that the female moose is like the most dangerous animal in the United States. I don't doubt it, dude. Like it's, anything that y'all heavy, can call me out if I'm wrong. Y'all can call me out if I'm wrong, but that's what I've heard. I believe it, man. I wouldn't even know what to do. I don't care. I wouldn't. With a calf? Heck no. That's wild. That's freaking wild. So, whenever you were calling this morning, did you have any, like, I mean, mean, obviously you're kind of a trumpet wingbone type guy now. You know, that's kind of like probably one of your favorite calls just from talking to you. It is. So, were you utilizing that this morning or what what was your bag of tricks? I was, I was not. I'm always, so I've added the, the trumpet to everything. I'm mostly, uh, I'm mostly diaphragm. Okay. Your boys, your boys, uh, Drew. Shout There's, out Drew Abel, foot on the shout head. Shout out Drew. <laughs> yeah. Not sponsored. Not a, not, a, not a sponsor, <laughs> but we do love them. Yeah, we love um, them. I, uh, mouth call. I've, I've been a mouth call guy since I've learned, and that's just my bread and butter. I've just added the trumpet this year, and, uh, and it was all mouth call, and there was, it was just terrain that I didn't know. I will say this. It was, there was nothing but air between me and the turkey, and I had zero decoys, and I could not call unless he was doing something. Yeah. And that was the hard part. Like, he'd gobble or drum, I'd yelp. And, uh, or there was a plane over me that was making a bunch of noise. I'd softly yelp while that plane was making a bunch of noise. And, yeah, and dude. He might, he might have been a little, he might have been a little confused on where I was at then, but. And, and that's was, the kind of subtleties that, you know, kill more birds than, than over calling. I mean, just the scratching the leaves with your hand or, you know, the subtle, soft little yelp, whines, bubble clucks, that type of stuff. That's stuff that people overlook, especially because they get hung up on these guys on YouTube or, uh, you know, comp call guys, or you see Dave Owens, you know, he sounds like a freaking, mm-hmm. you know, like they super glued a, a live turkey to his, his torso. But I mean, yeah, you guys take this and take this to the bank. What Will's saying is, those subtleties and the more realistic sounds, because, you know, not all the time is a wild hen turkey in the middle of the hardwoods just absolutely ripping it. I mean, she's, you know, clucking, purring, doing the subtle stuff, going through the leaves. And, and I mean, that, that stuff kills more turkeys than, you know, slamming down on a, you know, glass call from, you know, 400 yards away. I mean, it's, you're trying to act real. You're not trying to win a competition. So just keep that in mm-hmm. mind when you're grabbing a call, especially new guys. I mean, it's so tempting. I'm sure Will can tell you, dude. As soon as you get that bird to respond, that's half the fun. Like, that's half the fun is making him react to a call. And it's very addicting. It's very hard to put that thing down and and to, to really play it. You know, you're trying to play the quiet game most of the time. So mm-hmm. really there's cool. a few times where you get to, where you get to have some fun. And like old Mr. Primos would say, take his temperature. And if, I mean, yep. if he's not reflecting, if he's not reflecting that that heat, then can't be can't be messing around by overcalling. No, no, no. And and like we'll saying, sometimes you get to you know you get to well, I, I forget who said this, either Chubbs or maybe one of the guys that's on the old. Um, I love that joke. Oh God, dude! I wish I could have him on the podcast. Maybe one day, but I think in one of the old Woodhaven, like Mike Pen- Mike Pentecost is such a freaking treasure trove of like old school turkey hunting and him being in in a video but I, like they had a situation where they had two toms that were down this his holler and and uh had like concrete tennis shoes and all that they were really responsive and he got together with a buddy that was hunting with him in the same situation and they started back and forth cutting at each other like two hens really upset he said all right we're, mm-hmm. we're about to stand on him 
meaning they're going to give him the kitchen sink. And in some scenarios, you get to do that. But that's kind of a – it's really a situation. Like we're, we're telling these guys, Will, in some past episodes that these turkeys will absolutely paint the picture for you. They, they will give yep. you the blueprint on how to kill them. And it's hard to explain that to somebody without sticking them in the woods and, and hearing what's going on. You don't always have to see these turkeys – in order to understand what's going on. So just, just pay attention to the birds, guys. Let them tell you how to kill them and, and don't, don't overcall. That's for sure. So that's freaking awesome, dude. So as far as, uh, as far as let's go through a gear breakdown, these guys love gear breakdown. So obviously you're, you're still, are you still rocking the grounded vest? You rocking something different. Obviously you've got your, were you wearing your Fox vest this morning? I was wearing the Fox vest. Oh, that's why you saw two bears. You freaking had the cool vest on. Yep. I had to get, I've, I've had to break out the Fox vest and, and, uh, and definitely and try to kill something in it and dude that's so weekend. so this is the put, first vest the, i mean the first bird first, with the new vest first first bet first kill is a is a dad and first kill with the uh with the vest oh so, dude that's really that, neat that's cool got freaking chris and right dude i'm telling you that's a that's yeah, really neat so from so a guy the that's vest and the grounded impact that's what I was using. That's what I'll still use. It's a great vest. It's a brand brand spanking new vest. So oh, that, I'll still use it. Yeah, I think I saw in your story Ashley was rocking it the other day. Probably Ashley was seat. rocking it. Yeah, it was a freaking great. Seat. <laughs> yeah, freaking the great the, seat. the only feedback I had on that, I love the vest. It's super comfortable. It's got more pockets than I even own stuff to throw in there. And uh, the only gripe I had was it's kind of I think you experienced last year too, and and something that actually Drew revised on the two point was. The, the straps for whatever buckles or friction buckles they were using or sourced last year for the debut of the impact vest, it seems like as the morning you know goes on and you actually have stuff in it, they kind of were loosening on their own. So Sliding. I, yeah, yep. they slide on you. That's super annoying. So Drew actually fixed that in the 2.0, and it's got some super aggressive cam camming type buckles I think he sourced this time. But actually, I'm just, I'm just one of those guys where you know, it's a great vest. I'm not going to go buy another one. So I just took some black yeah. Gorilla Tape and – I just got it. I got it adjusted where I wanted to here in the shop, and I just I just gorilla taped it under the buckle. So obviously, I stole your idea. I did the same thing, dude. Yeah, you, I mean you have to. It's you know w- yeah. without altering the vest past what it's designed to do, that's probably the best the best fix. But man, but really, other than that, great vest. It's a really comfortable vest for not. I mean, you're gonna see some vests that comfortable from other brands that are like two hundred something dollars. That was oh, yeah. it was a really good vest, and it's gonna last for for a very long time. Oh yeah, I think. yeah, and it's and guys, obviously, we, we we love Drew Abel, great family, good God fearing company. What a super awesome foundation they they made grounded in the meaning behind that. We're not trying to sell you a vest. We're not sponsored. I know Drew personally, great guy. Uh, but there's a ton of good vests out there. We're just telling you, you know, I I spent my own money, and I know for damn well that Will bought his vest. So we're just giving you some feedback. So, but hey, after after you owning the Fox vest. And wearing it in like the real world, you know, other than the guys that are keeping it in their plastic and trying to make money off it, how how comfortable is it? Like, I mean, is it everything that the hype lived up to? I mean, I got to see the one at the show, but I haven't got to wear one or hunt in it. Obviously, it's, so it's an it's a really cool piece of uh, of turkey memorabilia. Very cool. Okay. Very cool to have. I'm going to hunt it as much as I possibly can. This is not going to take away. It is a little uncomfortable, but other really, it's like a, it's heavy. It's heavy. Oh. I mean, you got all that. You got all that leather on there, man. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if I, I'm going, if I'm going on that. like a, if I'm going on like a ten mile day, which I'd rarely do, but if I were ever planning on doing, that, <laughs> I'm not the, I'm not the most in shape guy. But if I'm gonna go on a, on a long trek, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna switch it up and go, or at least, at least empty out the vest a little bit. 
Yeah. But it is still very comfy and you can sit all day with it. It it looks really comfortable. I like the fact it that is very it's, comfortable. it seems like it's made out of that super like high count Cordura, like super yeah, like, that really tough stuff that they make in the panels. It's not gonna it's not gonna wear out. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's cool. I I, I kind of like the magnetic striker pockets that are angled. I like kind of how the vest is. I mean, that really took kind of what people loved about the the Dixon vest and just obviously mm-hmm. teamed up with the guy from Moonshine Leatherworks. And dude, he he does incredible. It stuff. was it was really cool. Yeah, and they give you like a little a little uh, leather conditioner. It's like like some sort of like chapstick looking stuff, and you lather that joker up before you before that's you go. Cool. Some some leather conditioner. It's pretty classy little little thing they give you no that's so really that, nice because i mean if you're actually going to hunt in it i mean you're you know how spring is here in georgia it's raining yeah. you know 50 percent of the time so you're going to get caught in rain and you got some genuine leather out there you want to make sure you take care of it so that's a that's just attention yes. to detail dude that's just mossy oak in a nutshell i mean it's, it really is they have a, a pretty neat company they killed it i so, want to get some of that, that long beard light though i ain't got i haven't seen any of that available what's that? that no i don't know what is that is it? Mossy Oak had like some sort of light beer made called Long Beard Light, and it's got like a turkey feather on it, and it's pretty neat. I'd like to try it. I can't. That's I don't know where you'd find it though. I hey, know. I, I can tell you, it's probably you know a lot better than Bud Light these days. I'm too. God help them, man. I, I you know all the guys yeah. that had stock in Bud Tough Light. Scene. Wow, what a freaking plunder! I, I actually just a side note. I, I looked into it, and uh, I think they fired their whole marketing team after that blunder. So. <laughs> After after all the uh, after all the, the horses over those years, the great commercials, dude. Yeah, and like and and they were famous for, you know, the real men of genius. Dude, I know you and me grew up around. The, I mean, the same time. So like, dude, you were going to going to school and when AMF and radio was still a thing, and you know the the country music and all that. Dude, you hear the the, the real men of genius commercials from, from yep. Bud Light, dude. It's world famous. Like, oh my god. Yep. And then they put a. You know, he, she on a can and dude, I, and I was talking to dad about the other day. I was like, dude, who do you think drinks Bud Light? Like you think a woke leftist dude that lives in San Francisco is buying cases of Bud Light? No, no, hell no. It's your NASCAR guys. It's your blue collar guys. It's guys like you and me, dude. I don't drink Bud Light. Uh, shamelessly. I'm a Bush Light guy. So you are a Bush Light guy. I forgot about that. I like Bush Light, and, and really, I, I I really didn't really drink Bud Light until I duck hunted and traveled in the Midwest. It seems like once you go north of is that a Midwest thing? Yeah, it's like once you get north of Paducah, Kentucky, from here, it's like everybody just just ate up a Bush Light, and that's kind of what they have. It's either Bush Light or Coors. It seems like so. I like Coors too. Actually, I don't really. I, I'm more of a bourbon guy. Than oh, you are a bourbon guy. I like you, you drink a turkey, wild turkey. Oh, after, dude, this after I'm actually out. I, I used my last one during the family dinner on Easter because I had to have a little bit of motivation to get through that thing. But yeah, I need to go. Uh, I'm definitely out of wild turkey for sure. I'm a I'm a Miller Lite guy. Oh yeah, there's nothing uh, good with there's nothing. Hey, uh, whenever uh, we uh, ate Mexican like, the other uh, night, you were drinking a fine pilsner. It looked like a fine pilsner. <laughs> fine pilsner. <laughs> Shout out to Brady LaFever, my favorite person up in uh, Cookville, Tennessee, for for telling me about the fine Pilsner beer. I never heard anybody Pilsner. say that before. <laughs> Dude, that's awesome, man. Well, Only I, Miller guys. <laughs> shout out to Miller guys. So, I, so I, I, I'll get you called up to uh, to kind of what what the scenario is in this freaking battle. I'm I'm having I'm. I'm caught in the clutches of this turkey dude here on this this piece of private uh, that's local to me. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Kinda, you you know the story. Yep. But uh, 
Dude, so Dad had his awesome video, which if you guys haven't checked out the YouTube channel, I'm telling you guys, if you love the podcast, go check out the YouTube. I actually just dropped a new video today on if you ever wondered how to mount your own turkey tail or do a cape mount. This video is for you. It's super easy. Uh, you don't have to rely on a taxidermist. Costs you under 20 bucks. And I'm telling you, dude, if you take your time, follow the video, it'll turn out freaking awesome. But anyway, that's besides the point. Mojo Buck Productions, go check out the YouTube channel. So if you saw, if you're up to date with the channel and you're subscribed, you obviously saw Dad's bird get shot on April 2nd, which was the second day of season. This was last, uh, this was a, a week, a week and like three days ago. So same piece of property. Uh, as mentioned, we had these two Toms. We call them the twins, me and Dad do, because we they always travel on a trail camera together, and they're always seen together. And they're definitely two-year-old birds, because we're pretty sure they were last year's Jake's, and we've kind of kept in tabs with them. That's kind of the benefits you have of private land and running cameras and, you know, low hunting pressure. So long story short, you know, I'm, I'm behind the gun at this point. We've already got the video uploaded. And uh, I'm diving back in here to these hardwoods wheel, and it's crazy just in a week's time, like – how absolutely lush the greenery is right now it's it's so hard to excuse me it's, it's so hard to see you know more than you know 50 60 yards right now it's probably going to be less in the morning but uh, I, I, I agree with you it's the greenest i've it's the earliest i've seen it this green dude, in a long yeah. time and and you know it, it probably has a lot to do with you know we had a couple 80 degree days and then we had you know that torrential downpour and windstorm so it's got a lot i've got a lot of uh of rain and then also the the summer like days we're kind of like will said we're kind of hit a streak right now which is kind of what i'm hitting to i'm going in late to work tomorrow to try to get after yep. this son of a you bitch. needed to and if anybody else can out there y'all oh, man to. i'm telling you it's on my brain right now but we, we've had such a great you know you know three or four day streak right now which is when i think of north georgia turkey season i'm envisioning you know these you know low 40s you know super nice blue sky days in the morning with no bugs you know, that's kind of what I envision in my head for turkey season. That's the kind of days we've got, especially this morning when Will shot his bird and when I'm going to in the morning. But anyway, we got in front of this bird, Will, and he kind of scared Hopefully the- a hint, hint. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah. that's some, hopefully that's some foreshadowing. Oh, man, dude, I hope, man. Knock on wood. Lord will in the creek don't rise. We're going to give, we're going to at least give it another <laughs> shot. So, so, so this bird, I'm trying to think me and my cousin Parker, he lives in the, in a couple houses down from me and he was actually free to, to go hold the camera and he was, he was happy to be there. So, you know, shout out to Parker, man. You know, somebody that volunteers to hold a camera for you, you buy that man a case of beer, dude. I mean, what a freaking, what a freaking bro. So we're, we get out in the hardwoods, we're listening. Uh, shamelessly, I did have a hen decoy and the half strut Jake, uh, Mr. Jingles out here cause he's carrying some some TSS uh, battle scars from a couple years ago. But I've got him out about 45, you know, 40-ish yards. And, again, guys, when you put a decoy out, if you do want to use a decoy, you don't have to to kill a turkey. But if you if you know the area and you know these these toms are aggressive and you're trying to film it, you know, I, I'm going to stick a decoy out because I, I kind of I want the footage. So we stuck him out there, obviously not right in front of us. So when he pops up, he's not silhouetting you against a decoy. Kind of off, you know, probably 10, 15 yards away from us. And uh, early in the morning, you know, sunrise is about 722 here on the Easter time zone. And, and uh, those turkeys come in. We can see them pop strut. I'm like, Parker, there he is right down the gun barrel. Turn the camera on. And I'm trying to make sure Parker's got the exposure on and my microphone's hooked up. It's kind of a stressful situation because I'm not running the camera. So, you know, shout out to Parker. He, he, he took the crash course pretty good. <laughs> so he, he's got the camera on. I've got the GoPro on. I reached up to have the GoPro, you know, looking down the sights. And, dude, wouldn't you know it, he gobbles. He about melts our face off because it's like 65 yards. Bow! I mean, he shook us, yeah. off, shook us off the ground. And Well, right in front of him is two hens. So 
They get close enough to the hen decoy. They're probably 25 from the decoy. These two hens start cussing at each other, just carrying on, and, and I haven't even made a sound yet. I mean, I'm the type of turkey hunter where, you know, I may hit an owl hooter, you know, early in the morning, but I'm not going to touch a turkey call until I hear a turkey gobble. That's just kind of – I just like to slow play it sometimes. Yeah. So the hen comes up. You'd hate me. <laughs> no, hey, there, and, and there's no – I'm not telling you guys out there, there's nothing wrong with being a tree calling guy and, and letting them know you're there, which that has its advantages too. I just like to know because th- this bird is so peculiar. Sometimes he roosts off to the left of where I sit. Sometimes he comes in from the dead right. Sometimes he comes right down the middle. Well, this morning he came right down the middle, and this hen saw the decoy, starts cussing up a storm, and wouldn't you know it, without making a turkey sound, these hens go dead right. I mean, they exit stage right from where we're looking. So it, she saw the decoy and drug him straight away. So if, if I had been, you know, not want to put a decoy out. Those turkeys would have came right down the gun barrel. They, that that Tom was probably thirty yards away from from absolutely doing a sumo slam through the choke tube and and just dying right there. But of course, you know, as luck would have it, they go hard right, go to the corner of their property. We 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 kind of hung in there with them for a little bit. I think before we got up and walked out about ten o'clock, um, you know, I I did hit like a little you know who cooks for you sequence on the owl hooter, and he did gobble again. But at that point, the woods were still kind of like where I had to move on that bird. I wasn't comfortable enough to move with Parker and a camera and, and the production crew we had in there with us. So I was just like, hey, you know what? We're the only ones hunting back here. I'm just going to let him be, do his thing, you know, hopefully bring it in today. And, and uh, so we backed out. So mm-hmm. we backed out. That was, uh, that was, shoot, what was it? That was Wednesday of last week. So fast forward to Sunday morning. Yesterday, same scenario. I actually talked Parker again into carrying the camera. So it's me and Parker. We're back in there. We're camming up perfect. I let him borrow a North Mountain Gear pullover. He is looking like an invisible man in there with a camera. And this turkey comes in from the right. And I'm, I'm going to post this. If it happens tomorrow, I'm going to clip all this stuff in a video for you guys. But this time comes in from the hard right up the creek. This time he has one hen and a jake with him. That's it. So I, my guess is, since it was so early, again, sunrise is like at 720, 722. This was like at 7.45, so I almost bet money. He roosted off to the right, was going mm-hmm. from right to left in front of us, or I'm sorry, from left to right in front of us, and he, I had no, we had no decoys out, no calling, really just kind of, some people say you're deer hunting them. I'm saying I'm just being conservative because we were just trying to see what he was going to do. So he, he comes in, dude, he's standing at no more than 45, I guarantee at 45. It's really thick where he's at. I've got two saplings blocking my way. Parker, if I'd have been sitting, if I'd have been sitting where he was at, Parker with a camera actually had a super clear shot. If Parker would have had Marvin in his hands, he could have shot that bird. But unfortunately, we were sitting about five yards apart. And in the woods, five yards can be the difference between a turkey walking away and a dead turkey. You know, Wilkinson. You ain't kidding. So, from my point of view, I'm looking at Parker. I'm like, hey, hey, you want him? You want him? I mean, I'm talking. I'm draw down, red dot on, safety off. We're about to rock and roll here on this bird. And wouldn't you know it, the gap that I have, there's these two saplings, and from, you know, 45, 40 yards out, dude, that pattern's got to be freaking, you got to know what you're doing, and you have to have done your homework before you just drop the hammer on something like that. I honestly didn't feel comfortable enough to let one loose right there, but but damn it, I almost did. And so yep. we're staring at him, he's, you know, I mean, he's just right there. And buddy, I let him walk, dude. You know, I just, yeah, I had that internal battle going on, Will, and I'm telling you, dude, two split seconds more, I probably would have shot him, but as soon as he passed that little gap, it was it was over. We just watched him. We watched him bebop off. He was he was chilling and half strut, you know, shaking his snoot around. He was just he hadn't he didn't know we were there in the world. 
and you know it just you know Easter Sunday we had to back out go to Easter we had two Easter's to go to and you know why rush it why push the issue and that's something that yeah. you'll find hey, you get to go again yeah dude you, you get, get to, to go, go again. again it's exactly right because on this piece of property you know we're not looking to tag out we're not looking to take four birds because there's not four mature birds on this property we're looking just to take two you know dad's got his he's done you know I'm trying to get that one but you know what at the end of the day if he if he lives another year, he's just going to be a really cool three year old bird next year. You know, yep. so it's not. You know, I I love the Theo Vaughn uh, quote from the Real Tree video recently where they had Theo Vaughn and Caleb Presley from Barstool Sports on there. I think Theo said, uh, you know, if he's willing to die, I'm willing to shoot him. And you know, that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the 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 mind the mindset I've got back here is you know if he's if he's going to walk out in front of me, yeah, dude, yeah, we're going to send some TSS through his chrome dome. But I mean, if he doesn't. And he does, you know, turkey stuff, then, you know, by God, he's he's fine. You know, so it's just – it's aggravating, man. And, and then all, all along, I've got in the back of my head, we actually leave – this is the preview show, uh, Will. We actually head out to Kansas on – I've got off Friday through Monday. So the plan roughly for you guys – I'm announcing this on the podcast right now. If you guys keep up on social media, you guys probably saw. But we're headed out there with Seth Fritz – and he's going to be doing a lot of scouting for us. We're going to go kind of, you know, midwestern Kentucky-ish in that general area, and we're going to hunt like a combo of private and public, kind of get it done. And I've got some unfinished business in Kansas this year, guys. Thank I, you. I got my absolute butt whooped last year with Ben from Bear Level, and, and we had a great time, but, man, four days straight on public, sleeping out of tents, being greasy enough to make some Yankee candles. Dude, it's – uh, man, I, I'm telling you, I've got some unfinished business with Kansas. So Is that this weekend? It's coming up. So I'm leaving Dalton here Friday, probably at 2 or 3 in the morning. just depends on what kind of sleep I get. So That would be fun. I'm going to haul it uh, 12 hours, I think, is to where he dropped me the pen at. We're going to sleep in the truck. We're going to get up. Hopefully I get there in time to meet him for dinner and stuff because I hate driving in straight to the – you know, to try to take a nap because you're so riled up from driving. So so hopefully we can – Drive in there, meet Seth for the first time, get him on camera, some some pre-hunt interviews. and So the game plan is we're going to try to get up sun, uh, Saturday morning. They're going to put me behind the gun first. We're going to try to show Seth how to run a camera. We're going to try to get Rio, and then we're going to jet about two hours. Uh, I'm trying to think. That's probably south. Probably jet two hours south to to somewhere in Nebraska and going to try to get uh, – try to get hands on a Miriam. So it's potentially a two bird trip, potentially a no bird trip. I mean, really there's, that's what's cool about Turkey hunt, man. There's no, there's nobody holding your hand. There's no guarantee. So even if you do got, you know, some really good Intel and, and you think you got it figured out, boy, those turkeys will humble you. But obviously, you know, fingers crossed, we've already bought license. Dude, what's crazy, Will, is when I bought, I had to buy yeah. my license like two weeks ago. So when, when I logged really? in, yo, dude, yeah, Nebraska. See, I thought I'd Nebraska so, was a draw I'd be state. so lost. I'd be so lost out of the southeast. I oh, feel like dude, yeah, dude. It's, I've, I'm talking about like buying. I get to a state and be like, yeah, <laughs> just go, go like I'm going to Alabama and just be like, yeah, I'll go to the academy there and just. Snag oh, dude. One. Hey, shout out to Seth Fritz, dude, my my, my buddy that's out there because he literally texts me. He said, hey man, what do you think about hunting Nebraska while you're out here? I said, well, I've got you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I got four days. It, it's doable. I said, what, mm-hmm. what, what's, the, what's the deal? He goes, well, uh, and I have already taken a Nebraska bird before, but he's because I ha- so I have a login to the app and all that. He's like, hey, if you want to log in, there's only like 200 non resident tags left. And I'm talking 10,000 non resident turkey tags allotted for the 23 season, and there was 200 left when I logged on. That's sick. So that was two that was two weeks ago. So I guarantee you they're gone now. So I, I mean, if you shout out to the guys out there listening, if you live in Nebraska or if you've already got your Nebraska tag, I'll be joining you for the gun opener. 
Uh, that's April 14th and 15th and 16th. Well, of course, you know, so on and so forth. But man, I'm riled to go, man. This after this podcast, I'm kind of wrangling up my gear and and uh, that's cool. We're looking forward to it, man. Are, are you doing any, any trips this year with your dad or anything? Uh, dad's coming up here. Our trips, our trips this year, dad's coming up here. Dad's oh, going to cool. be, yeah, dad's going to be here, uh, the last weekend of April. And, uh, that's probably about it. I'm, 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 uh, lucky to go hunting this year. I'm not going <laughs> to, not going to push you. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay close to home within, um, within phone service if I can. Oh yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I, 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 think, I think I think you were you were supposed to go to Kansas. We'd be the first round. We were going to go to Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah, that late season. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. We are going to do that. We're ne- going to do that. next. I'm spring. trying to find. You were talking about. Uh, we were talking a little bit about Florida when we ate dinner. I was. See yes. My, I'm already kind of dropping hints. Uh, if I can find a place to go, we're gonna. I was going to talk to you about that at some point, but. Dude, yes, we definitely I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find a place, and I'm already dropping hints. Like, hey, <laughs> thinking about it. Yeah, dude. I'm thinking about it a year from now, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I, I was going to have an episode and and have some have some wives on here, and, and especially Candace, and maybe interview Ashley and get them on the same podcast. Kind of figure out like what a blueprint for a guy that loves to hunt. You know, how do you get those points built up? What's the best way for you know a guy? And 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 my tip would be you know. Definitely, you know, compromise during the off season. You know, sacrifice that time and get those points built up. It's just like going out of state. You got to get those priority points built up. Same thing with your wife, guys. So when she asks, she still you, doesn't have a clue. She's still <laughs> you got to like, like, man, he's such a good husband right now. This little does she know. Little does she know. <laughs> oh, dude, I I had Candace train early, man. We we started dating. You know, of course, we talked. We we know the back history there, but we we started dating when we were in high school. And I, I told her straight up, you know, I'm like, hey, look. I love to hunt. That's all I think about. That's all I like to do. And I don't do drugs. I don't, you know, do dip or smoke or anything else. I love to go yeah. hunting. So, you know, when it's season, uh, we're not going to be, you know, doing our thing. We're going to be, I'm going to be in the woods somewhere. I'm going to be traveling. I'm going to be doing this. So, you know, know that now what you sign up for. And, you know, we, I, we just celebrated our ninth wedding anniversary. So, that's she, awesome. She's still with me, dog. So, we'll, we'll see. You know, fingers crossed. We just got to. But you definitely, you know, I can tell you guys, if she wants, you know, wants some new flower beds built or something mulched or something painted, get that shit done in the summer. Because I promise you, when you look back on it and it's November and you're like, hey, I'm trying to go to South Dakota with some boys and we're going to kill some ducks and geese. You care if I go for, she's going to be like, you know what? You know what? You earned it. Go ahead. Hell yeah. Here- it also helps to keep your bad habits down. Like, just Ooh. like turkey hunt, just like turkey hunting. Yep. You know, you like deer hunting, goose hunting and, and turkey hunting. You got some, you got a lot of bad habits. Dude, absolutely. And then especially, <laughs> God help the guys that create content. So, like, when I get back from a hunt and I videoed it, oh, gosh, what's the first yeah. thing you think I want to do? I want to get home, want to throw my shit in the shop, and I want to edit a video for four hours. Wrong. wrong Oh, Nope. You got to nope. you gotta put your stuff up, and you got to take that lady out to dinner. You got to, you gotta, you know, spend some time with her because you've been in the woods for, you know, a weekend or a day or whatever the case is. So, it's even worse for those, but... But uh, will dude, I appreciate you hopping on the podcast, man. We're definitely going to yeah, brother. We're, we're going to get together again for dinner and hang out, and and uh, hopefully we we'll hear some more turkey stories from you, sh- you and your dad. Share a tree. We need to share a tree again this dude, year too. Been- you just you just let me know. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of tied up this week, but 
Uh, when I get back, we'll talk the, when you get back. Yeah, dude. When I when I get back, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely line it up. But you uh, tell dude, Ashley, we both and, have, and we both have a we both are able to have a gun in our hand. Usually, you're the one that's that's not <laughs> done. So we, we gotta we gotta yeah. have the option for both of us. Oh yeah, just, just as out. long as we get it on camera. That's all I care about. There you go. <laughs> Perfect, man. Well, you tell Ashley, and Mr. Fox, if we said hey and. We appreciate you jumping on. Hey, uh, tell, uh, plug your IG again so guys can go watch that, yeah, that uh, footage. John, John Wilmar Jr. Uh, with J-O-N. So an M-O-R-R-O-W. But, yeah, Perfect. just a little story. So just a little story time. Just a little, a little funny. Yes, it was. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Part-Time Hunter Podcast. We're going to have more guys on here. Turkey season's full swing. That's all we can think about, obviously. Go check out the IG page, MojoBuck80. Go check out the YouTube and consider subscribing, MojoBuck Productions. We've got some great turkey footage coming. And uh, if we close the deal tomorrow, we'll have another great video coming your way. So, guys, as always, we'll catch you on the next episode.